Aloha, Nina Hassler is here today. How are you doing today, Nina? I am doing very well, thank you. Doing now let's, good. You're, you're in your office in Kona because you are a very high profile, uh, what's your title as, as your job? I am licensed, I'm licensed by the IRS as an enrolled agent here on the island since 2008. Oh, and you're probably one of the few people that has that status, I would guess. You don't have that many. I mean, you don't have that many tax accountants here that really digs deep into the tax code. So that's true. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about me since a lot of you do not know. Who okay, is Nina? Know. All right. My name is Nina Hassler. I've lived here on the island almost 14 years it has been the only place in the u.s i have ever lived which is very interesting so i'm born and raised in denmark um, but i do not like being cold so i moved to france and i lived in france for 10 years so yes i speak french as well oh qu'est-ce que c'est <laughs> and then the problem with france even though it was beautiful uh near the atlantic coast uh, that I live, beautiful, beautiful area. It still gets too hot during the summer months and too cold during the winter. So Hawaii is perfect. <laughs> I like it. So why did you move here? I had a friend in Hilo. I was in France, right? So I had a friend in Hilo contact me who wanted to, to publish a book. And he asked me for help to publish the book. And um, I'm very, I'm very pragmatic and very logical in my thinking. So I'm very good at certain things like being a tax accountant and dealing with uh, facts, like dealing with publishers and not thinking about how good the book is, but how well it's gonna sell <laughs> is one of my strengths. So I, I came so, my friend lived in Hilo, so again, I was sitting in France, close to Bordeaux, with the good wine, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at a map, thinking, where the heck is Hilo? <laughs> and then it's like, okay, Hawaii, okay, where is Hawaii? I mean, what do I know? I, I never, and I'm like, Hawaii, okay, it's that far away from the U.S. Um, and remember, we grow up, well, you don't know, we grow up in Europe with the U.S. being a certain way. And that certain way is from us watching uh, Dollars and Dynasty and all those stupid American series. And uh, what's the name of the guy who speaks with his car? Uh, Night Rider, right? So for us, that's <laughs> all right, American. Right? Yeah, that's, that's David, American. David culture. Hasselhoff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and then you see American tourists coming uh, and they're always like loud. <laughs> so for us, that's, that's how the U.S. is. So me, Hawaii, I had no idea. But my friend needed help and I'm like, okay, I'm due for a vacation. So I came here almost 14 years ago 
and I landed in Hilo, and you know how Hilo is. Um, it is with the humidity and cookies. <laughs> humidity and cookies, and it hits you like a sledgehammer. And that's that's how I encountered Hawaii. And then that and then yeah, that, that's funny because back yeah, I guess it was about 14 years ago that the cookies started to become more prevalent. Yeah, no, it was there, and you know that. And I was so lucky because I, I lived in uh, Ha'awil Mauka and yeah. um, every single day, like at five o'clock, five or 6 p.m., I would see this little guy walk up the road. <laughs> this little old guy, Filipino guy, uh, not Filipino, Portuguese, sorry. Portuguese. Sorry. <laughs> and he would walk up the road. And I was like looking at that guy and I would go running. I've always been a runner. Um, but I was like, hmm, I wonder <laughs> if he would like company. And he did like company. And so every single day I would walk five miles with Anthony Deleuze, one of the uh, original Deleuze. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, one of the Deleuze's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was like, he was about your age, about in the 70s, 70, whatever, 75 or whatever he was. And so it would take us like one and a half hour to walk those five miles. And during during uh, the, the time, he would talk and talk and talk and tell me everything about Hawaiian culture, about, about um, um, the sugar plantations, about the farming, about the cattle, and about, he would just talk and I would suck it all in. I was like, this is so amazing. And wow. if you know Pa'awilo Mauka, it's absolutely gorgeous up there. I mean, the views and everything. And I was like, oh my goodness, this island is just taking me over. Yeah. yeah um, no. Well, to go back a little bit. So you were born ra and raised in Denmark? Yes. What town? Silkeborg. Okay. Oh, you asked. Well, well, is it a is it a <laughs> town or is it a city? It is. Uh, it is close to a river. Um, it's a very, very beautiful part of Denmark. If you look at the 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 part of Denmark that's attached to Germany, so Denmark is on top of Germany, right? So, and it's like in the middle, and we have lots of forests, and we have beautiful, beautiful river, and it was in that area that some of you know Hans Christian Andersen wrote a lot of his uh, fairy tales because it's such a beautiful uh, nature. So does the river freeze over in the wintertime? Uh, some parts, yeah, yeah, some parts. Yeah. Only the still parts, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's very beautiful, but it gets cold. <laughs> it gets cold during winter. Did uh, so when you were growing up? Uh, what sort of uh, recreational activities were in town? Were you guys skating, <laughs> skiing, running? Okay. The Danes are very physically active. We rarely sit down uh, a lot, and we always walk around. We do. I mean, we do a lot of physical activity. My dad did marathons when I grew up. So I, then he would do, I would go to races and 
hold the signs and bottles. I mean, all those things that we do. Um, and a lot of, a lot of, and we bike everywhere. Of course, we bike everywhere. We don't have mountains. Denmark do not have any mountains, but we oh. surely got hills, like a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first, first marathon that you did? Did you do it with your dad? No, I didn't. And I never thought that I was gonna, ever going to run a marathon. Um, but I would always run like three, five miles. That would be enough. You know, you go out and <laughs> you run and that's fine. Um, no, but my problem is I get restless and then I get impatient and then I make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's like one, a potential ultra runner. So one year I, I'm in that situation again and I'm feeling restless and I was not going to do the same thing as I did the last time when I felt uh, uh, restless when I bought a nightclub. I don't know if I told you that I owned a nightclub in Kona. Wow. A big one. Uh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> so I was not going to do that again. So I was wondering, okay, what can I do this time that is a little bit smarter and not going to, you know, cost as much money and heartache and whatnot. And that year, a friend of mine in January, uh, she's like, oh, Nina, Nina, let's sign up for a little marathon. It's $26.2. That was the last year, by the way, of that. <laughs> yeah. $26.2. And I'm like, are you completely out of your mind? It's too freaking hot here to run a marathon. But she's like, okay, come on, do it, do it. Okay, okay, fine. So I signed up and that was in January. And I started to, to run more. I remember my first 10 mile, I'm like, holy moly, I ran 10 miles. And you're running in Hilo, right? No, not, not in Hilo. Uh -uh. Oh, so you were still, you're in Denmark then? No, here, here, here. Here. Oh, in Kona. Start, yeah, in Kona. Oh, okay. No, I, I started my first marathon was like six years ago. Oh, that's all. Oh, wow. I yeah. would have thought, wait did, wait, did you have any brothers and sisters? Or do you have any I, brothers I have sisters? a big brother who is a psychologist, yes. Oh, but he never did. Uh, well, I mean, he was active, but he never ran marathons and stuff like that. I so think he, he ran, uh, he, has, he has run a couple of marathons too, yeah. But they have, he has never been here. Oh wow. oh, wow. Oh, I have relatives like that, too, where I don't want them to come here, but that's OK. I'm just too. <laughs> he can come. <laughs> He's welcome. But it's a long way. Uh, so you're going to do Honolulu. So you're training for Honolulu Marathon. Yeah, but the problem was knowing me, that was in January and the marathon was in December. And for me, that's too long. <laughs> so I had to do something. So I ended up signing up or four marathons before I had done 10 miles. So I ended up signing up for Kona Marathon, which was the first year it had moved. Oh, to Waikoloa. It was horrible. It went past the Kimolo points. It was absolutely horrible. I've done it like three, four times. It's so horrible. Don't do Kona Marathon. Sorry, Brent. Sorry, Brent. Intamin, friend, friend of ours. Hi, Brent. Sorry about that. I thought it's a, it's a, it's a brutal course. It's a brutal, it's actually way better now than uh, six years ago. It's better now. I gotta say, it's better now. <laughs> anyway, 
So I ended up signing up for Kona Marathon. Then I had Maui in September, right? That was September. So I had to choose between Maui and Kauai. And then I did, so I did Kona, Ma, uh, Maui, and then Honolulu, and then I finished up with Hilo. So I did four marathons in 12 months. Uh, and then I'm like, hmm, what's next? <laughs> were, you, were we at Maui together? I can't remember, to be honest. What? I was I was doing Maui when you were doing oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've yeah, done yeah. all the Maui. No, That's right. We went, we went to everything. We went to that little uh, co- that little uh, sandwich spot with you and Brooke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we did. Yeah. No, no, no. That was the that was the second Maui marathon because I wanted to do both. Oh, that okay. Was, that, that was the January one. I actually really liked that one. I think that was the coolest thing because when you run, first of all, you run in the dark and it's nice and cool. But then in January, you had all the whales. It's yeah. oh, that's a cool one. I prefer the January from the September one. Yeah, that's Les uh, who does that from uh, Lake Tahoe. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the Maui Oceanfront, Mom, which the January yeah. one is. Yeah, I know, but the, the seeing the, the, I mean, come on, running and seeing the, the whales jumping. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it was, it's a cool marathon, yeah. So you got you got like four five marathons under your belt now. No, I have you, way more than that. Well, well, I mean, up at that point, and then you got more restless, and so then from after that, after you did those four marathons under your, then what happened? Uh, after that, it just kept going on. I wanted to do all the marathons here on the islands. Now we got more. Of, well, less. well, did you get? Did you do Kauai? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Kauai is Kauai's the hardest, I think. With heat, Kona Marathon wins. Well, yeah, I mean, Kona is but, Kona but at Kauai, Waikula. Kauai has the hills, yeah, yeah. Kauai has that hill from mile 18 to yeah. 21, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I wanted to do all the marathons um, uh, on the island, uh, but then... Yeah, that's why I did the bird conservation marathon uh, as well. And then, of course, then I started doing ultras. Um, um, uh, did was, the, was, the, was the Hilo to Volcano the first ultra? No, I'm, I'm so, um, no, I've only done that uh, relay. No, my first 50K or more than a marathon was uh, North Face in, at the Marins. Uh, in California, beautiful, beautiful race. Uh, they don't have it anymore. Even um, pre-COVID, they stopped it. Oh, is it because of the? Uh, I know they didn't. They cancel it one year because of the forest fires. Yeah, but something permit issue, whatever, something else. Yeah, yeah, they don't have it anymore. But that was my first, and I actually did that one with Ingrid as well. Which is- yeah, I can, I kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I started. Um, then I've been doing all different marathons and races all over the world. Um, you know, I've done some some cool uh, ultras uh, back in Europe, uh, some other marathons. Every time I've been, I used to travel quite a lot. <laughs> Pre-COVID, I, w- I would travel quite a lot and do uh, races. And the, the more I do this, the more I've been... 
I've become selective. It, it really is, it depends on the course. Um, I, I'm still gonna do local races here simply because I want to support the local uh, race directors. And then I should say, I'm got, probably going to do Kona Marathon again <laughs> one day. So I'm just saying, just because I don't like it. <laughs> better, better you than me. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I think it's really important to support the local uh, race directors. Oh, absolutely. But I remember I, you did, you, didn't you do a 50K or uh, you were doing a 50K in Denmark? It was really Oh, yeah, I've done, I've done. I've done, uh, actually the last one I did in Denmark was a 36 miler, which was awesome. That was such a cool race. Um, uh, we had a huge thunderstorm while doing it with lightning and everything. It was crazy, but it was such an awesome race. Well, <laughs> the, describe the, the, the trail, you know, is it is it tree roots? Is it mud? Is it all of the yeah. above? Yeah, all of the above. And this was uh, near the, the German border. Uh, so you had, as, apart from the thunderstorm, uh, um, it was it was lots of um, lots of running on sand, which is not always easy. Uh, but it was. Um, but I, I did another very cool race that you should do, uh, and that was in New Zealand uh, in December last year. And uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they call it the the toughest uh, off road marathon in New Zealand, and it is on cliff sides and on dunes and in rivers, not cross rivers, but in rivers. And it's such a cool. It's so beautiful. Is so it I up? Is it up in Taupo? Where is it? It's on uh, Bell's Beach. Uh, it's uh, from. Uh, uh, Auckland, uh, and then it's just an hour. Yes, just north of Auckland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's such a, I mean, that is what I do, and that is what I love. I'm not too much a fan of road running anymore. I rather <laughs> just want to have fun on the trails and see things. And now the interesting thing is, my pace has completely completely changed over the years, which means that 90% of my running is slow and I'm loving it. And uh, which also means that when I actually push it a little bit on the road, I am way faster than before, simply because I have built this very strong uh, aerobic base. Um, however, now I uh, have cut back a little bit. I'm still running like twice a day, uh, but I've cut back because my patella tendon hurts um, just below my knee. So I, I, I'm trying to keep my, my runs short right now. Uh, I'm still getting in about 45 miles a week, but uh, I'm, I'm doing shorter runs and simply because of that. Um, but it's so, I think if you wanna keep running, I think it's so important to find a way to enjoy it and not just force yourself to run and force yourself to be faster and force yourself to, to train when you don't want to. Um, that's not how you're gonna get faster on the long run. Yeah, I, I did notice that because I remember you passing me like everybody passes me on the bird sanctuary. 
run that you were really you had a real fast pace and i did you get a bq yeah i yeah. did yeah. yeah i've done a couple of those and i can i can uh, and it's simply because i i've had i have so much strength in my legs from doing hours and hours of technical trail and uh, do i do a lot of hill climbing I do a lot. Oh, what, was, what was that challenge that you had of what was it a million miles or something of elevation? No, that was Metville. So with the COVID crabs, excuse my French, uh, <laughs> um, they 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 had to uh, cancel the Metville uh, hundreds. And when I did Trans Rockies last year, the 120 20 miles, we we. We stayed in Leadville for one night, and that was the week before the race, uh, the Leadville 100, and we ran the Pope Pass and whatnot, and I was kind of looking at all that. I'm like, this is so awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so so this year, uh, the Leadville team, race team, they decided to make a virtual challenge that it wasn't about pace or miles, but elevation we had nine weeks, so I did it in 55 days, but we had nine weeks, eight or nine weeks, I can't even remember anymore, to climb 100,000 feet. Oh. So 100,000 feet of climbing adds a lot of freaking <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> 10 miles, five and 10 miles at a time, at a chunk too, yeah. No, but the cool thing, me being, me and me being an accountant and being so I created a spreadsheet right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would have guessed yeah and I I figured out I had to climb every single day so I didn't take any breaks it's rare that I take a, a, a full break um but every so for 55 days I had to climb between 1500 and 3000 that's a lot so every single day when I wake up I'm like hey the hills <laughs> So, but that's the reason why my patella tendon is so <laughs> Well, that's my, uh, Leadville, I mean, I lived in Aspen for 25 years, the other side of Independence Pass there. So Leadville, that's my old territory. I knew, I mean, I know every, I remember everything out there back in the day. And I still remember the guy who started the Leadville race, kind of, sort of. There's some dispute about that. Kenny Clobber, uh, uh, he's a politician. And I, I can remember back in the day, I won't say anything. Let's just say I never voted for him, but I think it's a great race. Uh, I know Jimmy Rigatello has done it. Uh, he's done the mountain bike part portion of it and stuff. And yeah, it was a shame they had to cancel it this year, but at least we got some virtual goals. I mean, it's, it was a cool virtual challenge because it was really pushing myself to the limit. I mean, I really pushed myself this one and then we are getting a, a cool belt buckle <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then the, the trans rockies you did that with grant and janet didn't you yeah no the trans rockies i had some friends doing it uh uh including another friend that moved from the island a couple of years ago he did it the year before grant and um i i um it was probably, I can't remember if it was Strava, Strava or Facebook, whatever, but uh, he's, I see the, the, the course, right? So you can yeah. see it and you, you see pictures and I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. And I was thinking, okay, I can, I can 
in six days, I can get so much running in and see so many beautiful mountains and so many beautiful places. I love Colorado. I mean, it's such a, Joe has a family in Colorado, so I've been there and I've done some other races in Colorado, but never this big, right? And I was like, okay, this is so awesome. In six days, I have the opportunity of, of experiencing and seeing things that I haven't before seen in Colorado. So that was such a such a cool experience. Yeah, 20,000 feet of climbing, 120 miles over six days. However, the camping and they would sleep with that gigantic party every night. <laughs> I know there wasn't, wasn't there an aid station oh, that yeah. had this? Oh yeah. oh yeah, there's free beer and it's a, it's a party. <laughs> and uh, people were so relaxed and they were having so much fun and you don't sleep much. In, but it was so interesting and then me personally what I saw is that over the days I actually got faster and faster so that was interesting so the first day I'm like oh my god I got altitude it's all at 10,000 10,000 feet right 10,000 yeah. yeah so I'm um, at altitude and uh, going up a hill telling yourself please don't throw up <laughs> altitude and second day hope passed I was so tired and then suddenly there was a change and then you know I it, it's it's very interesting because I'm just following my own pace and I could see that suddenly I got faster and faster than anybody else and the last day so the last day we had about 5,000 feet of climbing it was the, one of the biggest climbing day and I had a blast <laughs> I had a blast it was the funnest stage. So it's like, it's interesting to see how fast I recover in between the, the long runs. So those stage races, I like, it's fun. Yeah, living at altitude, you know, I talked to a lot of cardiologists um, who would come to the Aspen Club and they generally thought that for most people it would take six weeks for your white corpuscles and red corpuscles even out at altitude. And we, we watched, I watched so many people, they would come up to altitude, they would have one beer and be passed out because they're just not acclimatized yet yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you could do it like within a week uh, shows that you got a really good core. You know what really matters? Hydration, pure water and electrolytes. If you can they keep went. up with that. Yeah, but if you can keep up with that uh, in altitude, it makes it huge difference yeah especially i've noticed too uh when it's colder people tend not to hydrate because they they're not thirsty per se but that's one thing that's kind of a learned ultra distance um thing that you really do need to learn even if it's cold and rainy you yeah, still I have agree. to hydrate yep i agree and Trans Rockies was supposed to be um, a big training run for me for Mauna to Mauna, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mauna to Mauna has only been run here once before. That was in 17, 2017. Yeah. yeah. And our so, good, good friend Sylvia actually won. She won. Uh, yep. Yeah. And, and I have to now for the third year, I have to start heavy backpack training again. <sighs> So I have to start that because I like to start it slowly. I have to start with 10 pounds and then build it up to 20 pounds and just get the miles in. So for the 
third year. Let's see if we can make it happen for 21. Yeah, I know. Uh, who is it else that Ian Sharman does a lot of uh, backpack running, weighted backpack running and yeah. stuff. Uh, and there's a couple other, I don't know if uh, Golden Harper, you know, he's one of the guys that started ultra shoes and stuff. I think uh, Golden every once in a while does it too, but it is kind of a, it's a theory in training to, you know. I, it's a challenge, you know, so when you wear that heavy pack, one thing is your back and your knees and your feet will feel it. But there's another thing that people don't think about. And that is when you have all the weights on your shoulder, you your normal running position you lean you lean forward a little bit so it, it it breaks your running form and gotta train all that so i mean gotta train it up yeah staying staying straight up and then also uh, like that and then also keeping your feet under you not out in front of you so i want to have that race done <laughs> Well, the, the people the people who put it on um they did a good job in 2017 they're very low profile they didn't really um you know come across to me as uh people who just wanted to come to hawaii and use hawaii and stuff they seem to be very sincere they do one other race which is the grand to grand uh ultra run and stuff that they do in arizona uh, so, you know, it's great that they understand how we are here that, you know, Hey, don't just come out and, you know, Hey, no. take our money, you know, or, and then use Hawaii as part of your promotion. So, uh, hopefully, ho hopefully they'll come back and hopefully we'll no. get it. Uh, what year are we in? This is 2020, 2021. I don't know. Have they rescheduled yet for 2021? Yes. And what we are really, really lucky with is Janet Miller because Janet Miller is in charge. So she is the one pulling all the strings to get the proper connections. And so all the athletes, so it's an international race, right? We have the flags. I have the Danish flag I have to put on my- <laughs> Wait, you so have a tattoo? Are you a Danish tattoo? Can you show us? No, I don't. <laughs> but uh, so it's an international race and having somebody local as knowledgeable uh, as Janet Miller really, really makes a huge difference. Yeah, Janet, Janet is great. She does Xterra. She helps out with so many of the other races. Yeah, I think Grant and Janet are in uh, Moab right now, aren't they? Utah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Another old stomping ground of mine uh, back 40 years ago uh, before there was anybody really going to Moab and stuff. And I'm sure there was, there was somebody else. I think Kevin, Kevin uh, Lannon is there too. I think there's a, a bunch of people yep. from here. Yep. 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 They're having fun. Good now, I know you have a background also in triathlons. I have several backgrounds. Okay, let me just tell you some other backgrounds that are funny. I actually did World Cups in saber fencing uh, for a couple of years back in France and Denmark. Saber, so, uh, so saber fencing, yeah, which is really interesting. And I did uh, body fitness competitions for years back in France and the UK. So I did that as well. <laughs> and then uh, here. 
the the triathlons it's simply because i fell in love with the community it's really that simple uh i am a horrible swimmer <laughs> i I, appre- I appreciate that too because then i could actually see somebody when i got out of the water <laughs> i i'm not a very talented swimmer at all i know how to bike because i grew up on a bike so that's just a matter of training uh, in a different way but I'm very comfortable on a bike, but as a swimmer, yeah, I'm not very good. And there is the second problem, and that is I throw up. I get so sick in the waves. I get seasick, and it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know if I should say anything, but I will anyway. Uh, <laughs> the one the one uh, team mango race. It was it was the mini monster. Where, where it was like, oh my gosh, Nina is actually chumming the water. I, I, I had somebody following me. Are you okay? <laughs> I threw up like eight times. I think eight times I threw up. But um, no, but it's cool because I can actually say that I completed, because I completed this, I completed a half Ironman distance triathlon. Yep, and that's not an easy i mean it's not an easy race really i mean this oh, we had we had it was crazy that that, that race was the 50 was, mile an hour winds that year was it it was, it was insane we had the everything else the 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 fishing tournaments got canceled because it was the, but he still put on the trap and i'm like what yeah no it was it was it was very difficult but again i'm proud i did that one i did not bang out which is very interesting because Okay, swimming was horrible. I threw up nonstop. <laughs> okay, and the bike was one hour to do, uh, how many? We did one hour to 56. do 20, oh, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. one hour to do 26, uh, seven miles to the fire station and three hours to get back <laughs> because of the wind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was that. <laughs> And then when, when I started the run, I thought, okay, finally something I can actually do. But then I didn't realize having thrown up so much and you eventually you throw a vial, right? Because you don't have anything in your stomach, which means it was burning. Every freaking step I took, it was burning my chest. This is gonna be a tough one. I love so, it, yeah. I didn't, I didn't give up. I, I, I completed it in what, I think it took me seven hours, seven, eight hours, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. I completed it. The there were a lot of people who quit off the bike because they got so exhausted on the bike. This is <laughs> they, they, they didn't finish the run. It was like, they didn't realize that our buddies, uh, 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 Cheryl and David Cobb were at the turnaround on Elite Drive with beer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know. It took me, it took me like I almost three hours to do the half marathon. I'm like, oh my god, longest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was, it was However, there is another race that I love here on the island. Um, first of all, Carl Ogeko, I love that man. He is so supportive and so, I mean, he is the best one. It, we are so lucky to have him. Uh, the the oldest race here we have on the island is Captain Cook Challenge, right? And even though the race itself is insane <laughs> and probably not very safe when you think about the, the the bike portion, but it is such a such a cool race, uh, and it's so so 
deeply rooted as part of the, the culture here on the island. And it, it's really, really an interesting. Uh, yeah, I've, I've forgotten that you've done it, Steph, because it's been changed. We had to change it uh, when uh, we couldn't go to the monument one year and there was the entry points were different uh, for a couple of years and stuff there. But yeah, I'm just always at that turn by the post office where you guys come screaming down the hills on the bikes. <laughs> I'm so happy I did that race. I, I would say, I, I think we, yeah, we, we have some really cool races here on the island. And, and you'll be happy to know, you know, saying that you are a, a horrible swimmer, you're not that bad, that uh, our, our, our good friend, Mr. Kelly, who has been known to run a few races, John Kelly, uh, like the Barclays, John has the claim to fame, which he brags about, John, if you're listening, I hope you don't mind. He brags about that he has the slowest swim time for anybody who's done a full distance Ironman under nine hours. I mean, he, he brags about it. Of course, his idea of a slow swim time for 2.4 miles is <laughs> an hour and 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, at um, I can't remember if it was the last one, the last underpants run we did, where you were telling me, "Hey, that's that's John yeah. Kelly," yeah. and I was so starstruck. And you know, we were like the Tootsie Girls, right? Yeah. With the Tootsie Girl bikinis on, with a big like Tootsie Roll here <laughs> and on the butt. <laughs> and I came up to, and when you told me that was. John Kelly. I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. So I got a tootsie roll and I tower over him. I'm 5'11, right? <laughs> and I went up to him with a tootsie roll and I said, <laughs> Did you say, I, I, you know, I just went and said, Go over and say hi to him and stuff. Did you actually talk to him at all? I did. I said, John Kelly, I am so, <laughs> I'm like, I can't even remember exactly what I said. I said, I'm so impressed with you. I was so impressed with you. Here's the Tootsie Roll. And he started laughing. <laughs> this is so awesome. I gave the man a Tootsie Roll in a Tootsie Roll outfit. <laughs> John is a super nice guy. They just had another baby. Nice. His, wife, his wife just had another baby. And that makes, <laughs> John's got four now. He's got four kids. Oh, homeschooling. Yay. Well, he's living in uh, Great Britain now because his job. Oh. His company, which he, I think he started part of the, one of the people who started his company, they're actually over in England, in Great Britain. So he's been, he's been doing, you probably know about the fell races. I and, do. You know, can you maybe explain to some people about what that involves? It's just running up and down hills. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, no, but I, you do have a whole bunch of fell races in, in, in the UK and you have beautiful, beautiful nature. And I was actually planning on running a, a, a race on, uh, in the UK uh, this year. I was trying to fit it into my calendar. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, no, I have. I have so many races I want to do and so many places I want to visit. And the races I do, I try to stay away from the big um, races. I really don't have any um, desire running uh, another 60,000 uh, people marathon. Yeah, LA um, Marathon is great the year. I did it in 90, 
four or something like that, but I would never do it again. Yeah, it's just, uh, but I, I love the trails. I really, really love the trails. So tell me about, I know you and Ingrid did a race in China. Yeah, it <laughs> took the, me, it took me about a year, actually almost two years, uh, two years before I was able to convince somebody to join me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what better friend than you i was i was trying to find somebody who wanted to to go with me to china and to do the great wall of china marathon and i was asking around and i met ingrid uh i think she had only been here for like a week um and but she didn't know any better i yeah, i know I was running on a Lee Drive, and there on on a Lee Drive in the morning, I see somebody else run without headphones. So I run up to her and I like, "Hey, you want to talk stories?" <laughs> and that's that's how her and I we met and we became friends. Um, and um, then I I told her about the Great Wall of China Marathon and said, I really would like to do this race. And we did. Uh, <laughs> this is actually from the, the Great Wall. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a such a, such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful run. And very, very, very well organized. I'm so surprised uh, they, they have such a, amazing system they are so used to working with so many people i mean china uh, and but it everything just went smoothly it was such a great marathon and yeah it, it does it have any elevation and climbing involved in case people uh, didn't has, know? yes it has uh what is it five thousand what is it five thousand something steps right uh that's a lot Oh no no no! It's it's a lot. <laughs> Talk about CrossFit. <laughs> it, it it's you definitely have to train for that one. Um, and you have a half marathon, but the half marathon doesn't really go as much on the um, on the wall as the full marathon. And I mean, hello, if you're gonna travel to the end of the world uh, and pay so much money and whatnot, I mean, do the get the full experience. Yeah, and it was all, it was, uh, or uh, there's uh, a tour company that kind of organizes the whole thing from outside China, and then you go there and do the race. I've known a few, a couple of people that have done it and stuff. Albatross, Albatross Company, it's actually a Danish company. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they have different races uh, um, all over the world. They actually just have a new one in Iceland. That could be fun to check out. Have you ever had desire? Do you have the desire to do a marathon on all seven continents? It, it will probably happen. <laughs> well, Antarctica <laughs> is the one you got to cover. Uh, you know what? That is a very good point. I don't like being cold. Then I would have to wear too much clothes. <laughs> well, actually, the time they do it, because I know that, uh, oh, what's his name? The race director for uh, Boston Marathon, uh, Dave McElvey. He's, he's done it where they have a whole tour thing where you pay a lot of money and you go seven marathons, seven days where you yeah, actually fly, 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 fly. And I know, I've seen that. I myself don't have the, the money or the desire to be able to do something I, like that. 
don't think I want to do that either. I, I like I like going there. I like talking with people. I like getting to know the the the. It just seems it it seems to rush. Does that make sense? If you do seven, you know, everybody has different goals. And I like to, even when I went to China, we actually stayed there for two weeks. I had some business connections uh, and we went to the solar city. And uh, I mean, it was a lot of different things as well. well that's very, that's very cool. Have you ever been to Africa? Uh, only to Grand Canary, which really doesn't count because it's, it's Spanish, but it is, close to Africa. <laughs> it's in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, they have they have a the marathon de sable, you know, is in the desert. You know what? I don't I think I am okay. So I am committed to Mana to Mana Ultra. And what it is is a 155 mile self-supported uh multi-stage race, which means that self-supported means that you carry everything but water. They give you water, but you have to start with like 20,000 at least. I'm a big person, at least 20,000 calories, and you have to carry all that. I don't know if I would want to do another self supported race. Uh, I want to do this because um, it sort of fell in my lap because of Janet. Uh, and it's a very uh, personal challenge and we get to experience parts of this island that we normally are not allowed to go to, uh, um, especially in military uh, camp. And I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a very big challenge, but also a very great experience. However, I, I'm not, I really don't like being weighted down so much uh, with the backpack. So going to do another thing like Marathon de Sable, which is another self-supported race in the desert with sand, doesn't really appeal, <laughs> doesn't really appeal to me that much. What about, uh, oh, what's the race in South Africa? Gosh, I, I actually did the virtual one. Uh, shoot. I'm forgetting the name of it and stuff. It's a 51 miler. And one year they run it one way, the next year they run it the other way. Kind of thing. Oh, the, the uh, Cabello Blanco one? Nah, the, nah, the, nah. Um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on it. I'll look it up yeah. while I, I ask you another question. So nutrition, how, what do you use for nutrition? Do you have a sport drink that you like? Do you have gels that you like? Do you have food that you like? Well, First of all, I'm a plant-based athlete. And the reason why I'm plant-based is simply because it makes me feel better. It's really that simple. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get all angry at you if you eat a steak next to me. Uh, but when we are talking about uh, recovery uh, and how uh, your body responds to the different um, challenges, you push at your body and then you find out what works for you and for me it really um just like when i mentioned when i did the 120 miles uh in colorado me having the ability of recover so fast between the the runs i really believe that that is because of the plant-based uh diet that i follow 
So it really makes a difference what you put in your mouth and what you eat. And so uh, uh, people would normally ask, okay, you're plant-based, how do you get your protein? Ah, do I look protein deficient? <laughs> no, I- You don't think you look deficient in anything. No, no, no. I am very strong built uh, and I am very, yeah, I'm not a small person at all for my dance genes. Um, and, but it's just, if you eat enough beans and vegetables and grains and seeds, uh, you will get enough uh, amino acids. And that is really what you need. Uh, you do not get the, the, it's faster for the body to assimilate the amino acids when they don't have to break it down. Uh, um, anyway, then we go into science. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I eat enough and I, I, I recover. I, I don't have much issue with inflammation and those kind of things. And now next, in, in about three days, I will have run 2000 miles this year and me being able to run more than 2000 miles every year including all the other exercise i do um and not having been injured or having other issues it it's really i mean it really is important how you take care of yourself do you drink i can't remember do you drink coffee uh i don't like the taste of coffee <gasps> I'm sorry, I don't. Just like I don't drink beer, I don't use tips of beer. But uh, so, how do you? Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Amino acids are one of the keys and stuff. As far as your hydration, just water or any sport drink or anything? A lot of water. I have um, actually those. If people don't know, it's the liquid, liquid IV. Yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty good. Uh, and the amino acids, they do have caffeine in them. Uh, you know, the amino acids, whatever from from Costco. Um, so, yeah. Have you ever, ever tried? Uh, it's called Maritin. No, I have not, but I would like to try them. Yeah, because it it, it has the same uh, kind of theory about. Um, it's kind of a gel liquid substance so it's already broken down so your amino acids will assimilate quicker it says yeah. Yeah. No, of course i, I do have to preface it with i am a tailwind i am a sponsored by tailwind so <laughs> i i use tailwind a whole bunch but i use I other stuff too i and i and really i don't eat gels except when i race you know, because when I race, I, I do push myself a little bit faster and then I don't want to chew. <laughs> so I, uh, but I do need the nutrition. So that's when I use gels. Uh, all my training runs, uh, I, I have those, uh, like those small bags with like baby foods with, uh, oh. with um, vegetables and some protein bars and whatnot. Um, have you ever done a race? Uh, I know you've done Trans Rockies and stuff, but have you ever run a race like a 24 where you had to run for 24 hours where you ran no, during the night? No. no Ooh, you're in, a, in for a treat. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it depends on where it is and what it is. Uh, 
um, at this point, I don't have a desire of running 100 mile, but running 100 mile over three days, yeah, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> you know, those kind of things, especially if you see different places, then, 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 yeah, okay, then I'm in. Uh, but running 100 mile just because, just like, and I had, I really like, okay, so the Hurt Ohana, I've done several, uh, runs on Oahu, I've done the Manawili uh, twice. Um, and I the Hurt Ohana is, they are the nicest people. Me personally, at this point, I have no desire of doing the Hurt 100. <laughs> Wait, do you want to run on those trails at night? Yeah, no, no I, ha I have, because I did the, the oh, triple the feet. So oh, I, know the, I know the trails, but running the same thing, like, well, what was what was the last race that we did together? No, but oh. it was it was different. I was <laughs> curious about the winery thing, uh, and I actually really like that loop. Uh, uh, but uh, we have another race coming up in November. Um, yep, yep. We had made, we had trail maintenance last weekend, and we have trail maintenance again uh, next month. And if you can then go because then you can see the trails and it's actually really beautiful. And it's a, 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 a for people who don't know, we did the, uh, what was it called? The run for wine <laughs> down in Volcano uh, at, at the Volcano Winery where it was a one mile loop and you could sign up for 5K, three hours or six hours. You did six hours, but you- No, I actually, I stopped after five hours. I did 21 miles, I think. And I, I made the decision to stop after five hours simply because I could feel my, my knee, uh, the patella tendon, it was yeah. hurting and it was getting hot. Uh, so that's, that's why I stopped. But I actually really like that loop and I will definitely do that race again next year because it was, it was fun. Uh, and and to describe, I describe the loop to people as you take the hardest parts of the Kau half marathon and you condense them into one mile. <laughs> no, no, I don't agree with you. <laughs> oh, for for me, who ran six hours, not five hours, and only got thirteen point one miles. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't have the elevation as Kau. Oh, so true, very, very true. That had no, literally no elevation except for the spot where we had to use a rope to climb up. Yeah. So, uh, no, but it was a very interesting trail and it had all different, different trail yeah. aspects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, uh, I, shout I out to Alex Luck and uh, Billy Barnett, who organized the race. And Alex is actually Hapai, which I, I kind of knew beforehand before she announced it and everything, but she's. Uh, on the way to giving birth. Uh, I think she, it, it's going to be next year in March, I think is what she said. Right. Because she yeah, has yeah. to change the race date of the race we were going to do in March because she didn't necessarily want to be giving birth and staging a race and stuff. Yeah, so, so that was okay. The first race we had uh, that Alex was able to, to direct was the, the, Run under the moon or whatever the yeah. name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Hilo to or the Hilo to Waimea. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a very very nice race as well. It was beautifully uh, beautiful with the moon. It was fun. That was a fun race as well. Um, and um, 
she was able to put that on, uh, and that was in, was that in May? Um, and uh, you did have the county, they came and checked and everything went fine and nobody got fined or sick or whatever after that. So it was, it was that was a fun night race too. Um, so um, we'll see the third one, how that race is gonna, be. Yeah, well, the, the next one, it's an eight mile loop, right? Where we're going to uh, have, yes. gonna, I'm signed up for the 50K, so I have to run that four times. If yeah. You're signed, up, signed up for the 100K, you have to run it six times. Yeah, try that math again. Uh, eight, eight times five. six eight is five. 48. Oh, I guess it would be more than that then. Yeah, it, it, it's 50K is four times, then 100K has to be eight times, right? You can see why I have a, a try to have a CPA do my, my No, time. but she actually, um, uh, she created a 60 miler as well. And oh. I I might want to uh, just sign up for the 60 miler. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, it might take, uh, a significant amount of time to do it four times, so you might just want to do it two times. But yeah, she put on a, a, a sixty mile as well, so that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I will attest to the fact that our uh, under the moon race and the uh, the wine race were both done very uh, consciously and very responsibly, and we had social distancing and we had all the precautions that you need nowadays and everything. So there was actually no, no issues, no worries. And hopefully um, the next couple of races coming up will be the same, same way. Comrades is the race that I had forgotten about the one that's in South Africa. Would you ever want to do comrades? I don't know. I don't know it. I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead and look it up. It's one of the longest running ultra races uh, that's been around. It's been going on since the early 1900s, I do believe. But it's it's very famous in that they do it one year. It, well, it's like the Hilo to Vol or Hilo to Waimea race is run. Next year, it will be run Waimea to Hilo in the opposite direction. Same thing with Comrades. They run it up, actually uphill with altitude gain one year. And the next year, it's downhill with uh, less altitude and everything. But like Camille Heron has has won it. Courtney nice. DeWalter, nice. I think, has, has run it and stuff. And it's a very, very famous race. But yeah, that, put that on your uh, list if you, if you I have. have I have a big list of different runs all over this, this world that I want to do. Um, and I was supposed to do a hundred mile race over uh, five days uh, in August uh, this year. That got canceled. Oh, where? Uh, in Revelstoke, uh, Canada. And that was, um, it was 30,000 feet of climbing over five days and hundred miles in total. So that was another multi-stage event, but not self-supported. So you don't have to carry anything but your normal hydration uh, vest right uh, and I was so excited about that race <laughs> so that got canceled too I got postponed they, they postponed it uh, to next year what's your strategy as far as uh, since you do a lot of altitude what's your strategy as far as uphill and downhill uh... do, you, do you try and hit it really hard uphill 
and then so slower it, it, downhill? It, it depends on where I'm at uh, in the race. Okay, so uh, I, I've done a mistake once at a race where uh, I had a very strong, uh, big hill in the beginning. And I wasn't as trained as I am now. So what happened uh, was that I was trying, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> but what happened was uh, my heart rate uh, got up to 200, 202 or whatever. It, it went so, and I started like getting black spots and whatever. And I was so, so pushed over the edge uh, so even though that was, I still had like 10 more miles of the race, I couldn't really recover from that because it was pushed too much. So now um, I, it's something you learn, right? So now when I know that there's a, a, a hill, okay, now I'm, I'm so much stronger now. So, but um, I, 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 I'm more cautious uh, with the hill. I can still run the hill or climb the hill but I make sure that I'm not all out. <laughs> so um, um, I, I recover. So I think um, having done so many hilly races, one thing that I notice between uh, people, okay, we all, doesn't matter how well-trained you are, we all huff and puff on the way up a hill. However, the difference is when you arrive to the top, you can tell the people that are used to hills will recover so much faster than other people. So that is where the difference is in your training. If you're used to hills, you will like take 10 seconds or five seconds and recover and then keep going. While people that are not used to, to it will have to like <gasps> recover and walk. So that's, that's, it's really something you just have to train for. Uh, and also know yourself because if you know that you only have uh, like um, Garmin has this new feature called body battery. <laughs> Don't know and, about that. But then you only have a certain charge of your body battery and if you, if you use it too much, it will be difficult for you to recover for the rest of the race. But if you know and you can stay conservative, and then you actually have more energy later and you can keep on pushing it throughout the race. Running downhill, however, that's another technique. And the best thing is keep running downhill. Eventually, you're going to get it. And you can hear people, you have certain people, you can hear them slamming the ground. And I'm thinking, oh, no, those knees, poor knees. <laughs> and then you have people and you have, and when it gets very steep downhill, I mean, you kind of, and I'm again, I'm 5'11", right? And you have, you find out what is the best position of your body uh, to run downhill without slamming the ground too hard. And honestly, the steeper it is, the more you, you, you squat down while still going fast. I mean, eventually you, you get it, you know, it's just a training thing. However, something that's interesting, I've not noticed when I run with people shorter than me, uh, especially on the trail, often I take more steps than they do. And it's simply because I'm so used to the technicality of the trail. Uh, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm taller than you in theory. And I have long stride. Okay, fine. But 
if if you will be so much nicer to your body and your knees, <laughs> if you learn how to take faster, quicker steps. So that's another thing, people. I mean, you you get it eventually. Yeah, I I I I picked up that a few years ago from I would always our good buddy John Kunitaki. Uh, who does uh, a lot of the races, a lot of the marathon distance uh, races and stuff. I would look at John and John's a shorter guy and he's just his little, his feet are just, you know, his cadence is just really fast. And I think I asked John one time, I said, John, why, why don't you take longer strides? And he says, because I don't want to hurt my body. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very, it's a very good point. And, and if you're used to technical trail, um, I, you get used to it after, it, and it just comes from training. It's really that simple. You don't just learn it overnight. It comes from hours and hours on the trail. TOF, time on feet. Yeah. So uh, I think we can wrap up. I don't want to keep you too long. So is there anything that you would want to say to people who are out there and maybe a little frustrated because the races are canceled and you know, things are uh, a little bit more restrictive, certainly, than we're used to? Well, keep running. I mean, we are so lucky and here, especially here on the islands. We have not had a, a shutdown of, of our trails and mountains. We can keep on running. And know that it doesn't matter how big you are. I mean, I'm like, I'm always supporting anybody even big people i'm like yeah come on go it doesn't matter it running is hard running is hard period but however you it's just like you learn over the time to just deal with it <laughs> because you know it's it's I, there's such a nice community with runners um and especially when you go into the distances where being the fastest doesn't matter anymore. Uh, then, then there is this huge. It's just, it's just nice being being able to communicate with people that love running and not because they have to. And 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 tell us again now when the trail cleanups are because I think that's important. That's really giving back to the community and well, not just the running community. The Coloco Trail, um, we are so fortunate having uh, that trail here in North Kona. Um, that trail maintenance first Saturday of every month from 9 to 11. And uh, we need help. Uh, everything grows like crazy here. So uh, having somebody to help, it, it really, I mean, just come and help for an hour and we'll be happy. So that's every month, uh, first Saturday of the every month, 9 to 11, meeting on Makahi Street. Um, Alex has some trail maintenance. Um, talking about that race that Alex is planning in November, that same trail uh, she's going to put on a 100-miler um, next year and that was in March around March right yeah uh, and I saw a portion of that trail when we did the maintenance and I'm like oh my god this is gonna be so awesome it was very very cool 
and it was like in the trees. It, it was very, very cool. I'm like, okay, this is this is fun. It has to be fun. Otherwise, why don't we do it? <laughs> why do we do it? Um, well, that's that's perfect. I think uh, maybe we can do a, a virtual uh, fist bump here. We can get uh, there. We go. Perfect. Thank you, Nina. I'm going to pause the uh, uh, recording and stuff now, but you will still be on. So, aloha, mahalo. Thank you. Thank you. See you on the trails. Many mahalos. Thank you, uh, Nina, for uh, uh, sharing part of your life. Oh my gosh, uh, a nightclub owner, a, a figure model, fitness model ultra runner, um, CPA, you name it, she can do it. Uh, thank God for uh, uh, people like Nina as my, some of my friends and stuff. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a plug here for the Fireball Mile, which will be coming up next Saturday, not this Saturday, it'll be October 3rd. And we will be running a, a, a fireball mile. This is to uh, uh, help celebrate Mike Rouse, my buddy Mike Rouse's birthday. I think he's turned 68 or some nonsense like that. So Mike will be running 68 miles. Uh, we only have to run one mile, but you do have to hydrate. I won't tell you exactly what you need to hydrate with, but every quarter mile you need to hydrate. So that's that's a plug for uh, Fireball Mile coming up, but th big thanks to Nina for uh, you know being able to uh, tell us a little bit about her, you know which many of us here on the Big Island, even though we've known her for ten years or more, uh, don't really know that much about people that we know here on the island. So I'm again, if you uh, can uh, sign up uh, and subscribe to our little show here, that would be awesome. Uh, if you can help us at, at Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Hawaii Ultra, that would be great. And we will be having a link uh, that will uh, uh, have us uh, have you guys be able to donate to a charity of Nina's choice. I'll ask her uh, about what she wants as far as a charity goes. But again, I hope everybody is uh, out there staying safe, staying active being responsible and showing aloha.